Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast with Jace Garcia and Jared Jones. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are here with episode 10 of the Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast. We're back from another off week. There wasn't a lot of fights, but... uh, we got some good ones this week. Good ones coming up tomorrow, Saturday. A, a big fight coming up tomorrow. Uh, but let's go back to the last time we had a show, the last fight we previewed. Tyson Fury versus Otto Wallen. Tyson Fury beats Wallen. Uh, boy, I was on the edge of my seat with this fight. Uh, that cut that he took in the, uh, I think it was the first round. I'm a big Tyson Fury fan, and my I, I just was praying that the refs wouldn't stop it. Like, I know I, I wanted him to get through this fight, but boy, that was a gnarly cut, and that just shows how tough Tyson Fury is. And th- this Otto Wong guy stuck it to him a little bit. He's, he's He looked better in that fight than we expected him to. Is yeah. he better than we thought he was, I think, remains to be seen, and this is the danger in what Tyson Fury's doing. When those guys are undefeated, you don't know. We don't know what it takes for them to lose yet. And uh, and Wallen definitely showed out for this fight. I think Tyson was dominant. He yeah. was supposed to be dominant. Uh, we got a little more excitement than we bargained for in the fight, though. Yeah, so uh, we all know that the next fight for Fury is going to be Wilder. But Wilder does have the Ortiz rematch. For some strange reason. Yeah. So, uh, we we know that's coming. Dummy. He'll probably get cut up like Fury did and have to postpone that fight so they can both heal from guys that they were supposed to walk over. Yeah, maybe. But, while uh, the only real question I have coming out of this fight, how good is Wallen? Do you think he could go up against the guys like uh, Huey Fury, Tyson Fury's cousin, uh... Alexander Povetkin, uh, Parker, Dillian White, yeah, Joseph Parker. Do you think he can hang with those guys? No, no, no. I don't. I think uh, he's a big, tough, run-of-the-mill heavyweight, and I think most of those guys, if not all of them, would beat him. What about Kaunaki? Oh goodness, that's a good fight. That is. You know, I'd like to see that fight. Yeah, I'm telling you, you should be a matchmaker. Yeah. That's a good fight. We'll see. Uh, then, but it's my, I mean, to, to be fair that this is, it's the cut and the tough fight are the dangers, you know, it's my, it's mileage. You're, you've got to look at mileage at some point and want those bigger fights and your halfway fights got to be, I I mean, that was dangerous. It was very, yeah. It was dangerous. He almost full on, uh, Joshua that. Yeah, yeah, we could we could be talking about the next Andy Ruiz, but I mean, obviously, Fury Wallen isn't out. on Andy Ruiz's level, no. but a similar situation. No, when Fury was able to pull it out, let's not be yeah, know, yeah, short sighted yeah. about the, right. the heart and determination and Tyson Fury. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't do many boring fights. No, not at all. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the co-main event a little bit. Uh, you like to, I mean, this dude is ridiculous. Emmanuel Navarrete, you, you call him. Never, never a test. Yeah, never a <laughs> test. Knocked out this dude, Juan Miguel Alorde, in the fourth round. 
to defend his belt. Uh, we we need this guy to fight a real guy. Um, we like Daniel Roman, Ray Vargas, the real belt holders in his division, or a fight that I I think would be cool. Two up and comers, Brandon Figueroa has the interim belt, and so I would like to see that fight materialize. Have a couple of the young lions cut each other off, but we'll we'll see. What what does this guy need to do? What is I um um until further notice, he loses all of those fights. He lo- I yeah. say I say he loses all. I say everybody in the top fifty smashes. Navrate, and it's not because I necessarily believe that. Yeah. As that is that that's how I want everyone to feel. If you're not gonna fight, and I I did some digging on this guy, Good. and he fought one two different guys in the top fifty of his division. One is Dogba. He beat twice. Dogba's ranked seven. He he's had one tough guy that he was in the ring with, and he fought him twice. So given, you know, though he, he's right. put a little bit of mileage on, you've got to give him a little bit of respect for that. The other guy was 49th ranked, and that's Navarrete's loss. So if this right. guy's the best in the division, and it's and it's just that he campaigns as the as the featherweight junior featherweight champion, and it's. There's nothing really championish about this guy. Not no. his opposition. Not his uh, his uh, notable wins. I I do, I don't see it. And yeah, if you're not gonna fight anybody in the top fifty, then us as fans, we get to believe that anybody in the top fifty would probably smash you. If you're gonna duck that many guys, then I'm gonna say I bet they all would beat you up. It reminds me a little bit of scrub scraps and people around. Oh, I bet I could beat that guy. That guy'd probably. Be, I bet. But if you have no fights. Everybody would beat you. Yeah. That's the way we have to start doing it because we don't want to see the celebrations and hear the chit-chat if you're not going to fight those guys. So yeah. don't talk, don't you're, you're not the champion, and everybody in the top 50 would smash you. And, it, I mean, this guy is knocking people out, but it doesn't look he, – he doesn't look like a world beater. He doesn't look like a top-of-his-class guy. The first, like the first word that comes to mind when I watch this guy box is wildly. He's just throwing punches. Yeah, it, not not really technical. It looks like he's just brawling. And he's Deontay Wilder esque, but at a, yeah. at half the size. Yes. Yeah, which is dangerous because some of those guys in those lighter weight classes. You're talking about Ray Vargas. Oh man, I wish he would just because he's a just because never a test has has upset me. I wish he would fight that dude. Figueroa would eat him up too. Everybody in the top 50 smashes Navarrete's. That's what I say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that sediment, uh, uh, champion fighting, not really having the best competitor challenger uh, to challenge for his title. Uh, the new fight announcement, Dimitri Bivol will defend his WBA light heavyweight title against Lenin Castillo. In the co-main event of Usyk versus Spong on October 12th on DAZN. I understand Bivol had, uh, he said this date, was looking for a couple opponents. But, I mean, Lennon Castillo is not a... 96. Uh, Boxer Akazim at 96. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I've got the four top light heavyweights, Biddle, Bivol, Biterbiev, Godstick, and Kovalev. Those are the top four guys. Yeah. And a little bit of this is odd man out with Baturbiev and, and Vazdik fighting each other. 
and um, Kovalev's taking the super fight with Canelo. It's a little bit odd man out, but 96. So those three guys and then 92 other guys told you they weren't available? You're saying there's not men out, but there's an intern belt. Jean Pascal just beat Marcus Brown to get the intern belt. Perfect. Put fight, that fight either together. one of those guys. They're top 20 guys. You don't... Yeah. Parading around with a championship belt and fighting guys just inside the top 100 doesn't... It doesn't appeal to the average fan. I don't think this is a great fight. I had to look up Lennon Castillo because I didn't know who he was. Because there's no notable opponents and it might be his first trip onto TV. And he's fighting a guy who's claiming he's the best in the division. I don't care. You take fights like this on the way up. But when you start claiming you're the best guy out there, fight the other best guys out there. Yeah. I can't have two, two, these four guys all undefeated, top of the same division for how long? How many years are we going to yeah. have all undefeated guys that are great fighters at the top of the division that aren't fighting each other? Fight each other. I love Vazdik and, and Baterbio. Yeah, That's got fight of the year written on it. Stepping away from the notes we have laid out for the show, I, us talking about this brings this to mind. Uh, in an interview, Dana White was uh, speaking with Barstool Sports. He said how this upcoming month, October, they're going to give us information about Zufa boxing. And he's talking about all this stuff about fixing boxing. And I think this is one of the big things that's going to be in his plan, having the best fighters fight the best fights. Because that's what the UFC does, and he can control that and make it happen. I think that's what he's going to bring to uh, boxing with Zufa. And I, I, I hope he can do more, like the judging and that stuff. But starting off with this, that's one step, if he can get it done. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and that's it. Our champions have become watered down. It's hard enough in the UFC because people are so elite. People are such specialists. They can't hold the belt for more than two, three, four yeah. fights most of the time. But it also lets us in that weight class learn to enjoy the Rouseys and the Cormiers, you know, the, the yeah. Demetrius Johnsons, those people that are... We need that in boxing. You can't have one, you know, eight different guys hold a belt for for years on end and not and and no intentions on fighting each other. Yeah, or even in UFC, you have the lower guys still fighting each other, not for a belt, and you're still tuning in to watch. That's something we can have in boxing. Why? Well, but, well, because you know who those champions yeah. are from their way up, because it's it's because it's so. It's so brutal. It's so short-lived. Yeah. These, these careers are, are short, you know, and you take yeah. serious permanent damage sometimes in these fights. So that's what they should be doing is get to a, get to your, reach your peak and then fight whoever you can. It's my problem with Navarrete. Yeah. He's, he's at his peak and he's fighting, you know, yeah. just going out, out into the stands during the fights and signing up the next guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, speaking of all this promotional uh, hopes and uh, shenanigans, shena yeah, shenanigans. That's a good word for it. Canelo has uh, expressed displeasure with Oscar De La Hoya. Fight him then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tired of this. In a in a interview on the Zone, De La Hoya told the broadcast team, "Well, he." referring to uh triple g will be one of the opponents next year he has to be obviously the people want to see it the world wants to see it 
and Golovkin deserves it. Canelo responds in an interview with ESPN Deportes. I don't know why he brings that up. Sometimes he says things that he should not say or talks about things that he should not talk about. Things that can't that cannot happen. Uh, I mean, this is like there. A lot of people have a lot of stuff to say about Oscar De La Hoya, whether you think he's a good or not promoter. I think more people lean on the not so good promoter side. Mm-hmm. But uh, but how much of this displeasure with uh, De La Hoya comes from the, obviously these quotes about him wanting him wanting to make the triple G trilogy fight but also De La Hoya is part of the reason that that Canelo just got the belt stripped they couldn't make the fight happen with uh Derevchenko yeah, yeah the chump uh, so <laughs> where how do you think that plays a part in this displeasure uh I don't like any of this this is I'm 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 a little old school when it comes to the fighters. I don't think they should be involved in that stuff. And part of it is just just the mess that is boxing right now. Um, it's like the Wild West out there. Yeah. So uh, that that this is this is this is he's he's Canelo Alvarez is preparing for one of the toughest guys in boxing. I don't care. Throw the yeah. records out the window. Throw everything out. Kovalev is one of the toughest Andy's guys up, Canelo. in so the sport of boxing, and you're going up two weight classes. Yeah. So you're talking about being stripped of a belt that we spend every week saying is meaningless. Two weight classes below where you're headed. It's petty and distracting. Knock it off. Both of you guys, if you expect him to have a chance to win this fight... This is one of the things you're going to have to let yeah. slide. Sacrifice that alphabet title, move up the weight classes, and and you've got a super fight coming up. Never mind, Asuka De La Hoya. Yeah, I think it's more it's more so on De La Hoya's hand. Like you can't be having, you can't be saying that you can't be looking past fights, you know. And you 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 hit the nail on the head. This is a tough fight. De La Hoya should be hyping up this fight, not hyping up the next. Seven, you know, well, like, and he should know that he should know that as a yeah. former fighter himself. He's he's getting he's trying to get his name in the news. He's trying to be uh, relevant. De La Hoya needs to go back to snorting cocaine and dressing like a woman <laughs> and get the hell out of yes. boxing. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so that's it for current events this week. Uh, let Let's go. And uh, we we haven't done this in a while. I think uh, the second or third ever show. Let's go with our top five pound for pound boxers right now. I'll kick it off. Number five, I have Earl Spence Jr. He's got a tough fight coming up this weekend against Sean Porter. We'll discuss that in the preview. But, uh, I mean, he beat... Mikey Garcia, I have a lot of respect for Mike Garcia. I understand that that was weird circumstances. Uh, we don't really know what kind of Mikey Garcia that was, but that's still a big win. Earl Spence Jr.'s looked phenomenal, so I'm putting him at number five. He's got a, he's got enough to make his way into the yeah. into the top five. Um, number five for me, pound for pound, I 
I don't want to call it an honorable mention because this is a this this girl trains locally, Katie Taylor. Um Olympic medalist and I've seen her whooping on both amateur and professional good fighters in training sessions. I'm going to spare those fighters names, but Katie Taylor's my number 5. She's a monster. All right. Okay. For number 4, I have um, Manny Pacquiao. He oh. came out. He had that phenomenal fight with uh, Keith Thurman. And, I mean, you this dude, every time he fights, you think, oh, he's too old, all oh, this, all that. He just always impresses. And yeah. this, I mean, he's got to be in my top five. And he's hopefully sitting back watching this fight this weekend, looking for his next opponent. Um, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the Manny, but just because of what I think these other guys on this list do to him. I didn't ever have Thurman okay. on this list. I didn't ever have Horn on this list. <laughs> right. Um, number four, you're not going to like this either. Canelo Alvarez all the way down mm-hmm. at number four. Um, and it's, and it's mainly the guys in front of him. I just think he's. We'll find it. We're going to find out. Kovalev, I'll tell you yeah. what, we're going to find out. His his name will be moving up or down those yeah. in, in quick order, depending on what happens in that fight. But right now, I got Alvarez at four. Number three, I got I got Canelo at my number three. Uh, th- this dude, he just outclasses opponents. I mean, besides the Triple G, that was a tough, tough fight. Uh, I'm fine with the draw, but he did event- he did pull out the win. Yeah. It's in the history books as a win, and I'm. I, that's why I, he, he's just done great things, and that's why he's number three for me. Well, and you can't take anything from him for Triple G, who was on this list for everybody yeah. in the know prior to those fights. Yeah. Um, I have Errol Spence. Same yeah. same reasons okay. you have for putting him at five. I like I like Errol at three. I I think th- this fight is really gonna show how actually good pound for pound Errol Spence is. Yeah. Because this is his toughest opponent. Porter, Porter brings it yeah. every time. Yeah, we'll see. Number two, we're, I, I got three welterweights in my top five. Terrence Crawford, Terrence Bug Crawford. This dude is sitting, watching, waiting, and I, I just can't wait for this guy to have, to, to face someone like a Spence, someone like a Pacquiao, just someone big. So more people know his name because this dude's a superstar. He is. And... He like boxing so big, th- this dude should be talked about way more. Should than have the is. only belt up there. Yeah, there should only be one world champion because we only have one world. Yeah, and it should be in, in that weight class. It's Bud Crawford. He's the guy to beat. Yeah, yeah, even I totally th- agree. Number two, same thing. Bud Crawford. Even though his last fight with Amir Khan, that that still leaves a sour taste in my mouth on the ending. Yeah, which uh. I can't wait to see him step back in the ring and uh, rid himself of that stench from that loss. I mean, from that win. I mean, even though it was, yeah. For number one, I think we both have him number one, Vasily Lomachenko. Tough fight with Luke Campbell. I just can't wait. I, I think we're looking at a possible Javante Davis fight in the in the wings oh, he's gonna here. He's going to eat Tank Davis. Yeah, and th- this dude's a stud. We've spoken so highly of him. This dude just dances around his opponents. 
peppers them with the punches. And boy, like it's just it's a masterpiece. It's yeah. art. Oh, it's yeah. Art. Schematically, it's not going to look the same. But what it reminds me of is Madonna and Broner, where Broner's working his way up, working his way up, making a name for himself. Not so much inside the ring as outside yeah. the ring. And that was the put your money where your mouth is fight. If you're good, then go fight this guy. Unfortunately for Tank Davis, that guy <laughs> is Lomachenko. Yeah. And that's not close yet. Davis no. hasn't even had the warm-ups that you would need to to get ready for that kind of fight. He's He's been fighting in junior high school, and he's going to take on a college graduate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Lo- especially since Loma he's Wolf. moving up now. Yeah. No. So number one, Loma, until further notice. And people are talking about him having a harder time with some of these. He fought Luke Campbell. He's yeah. fighting the best yes. guys in the division. Every time out, he's fighting a guy you can't say, Oh, well, this guy box rec has him at ninety six. You can't do that to him because he's never done that. And he didn't just fight Luke Campbell. He went to London. He went on his home turf. In an away game and fought him and beat him. And beat him. Yeah. So decisively that even his fans and it, and his home and his home on his turf, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Yeah, this is the best best thing going right now for boxing is Loma. I, I can't wait till Lomachenko has that super fight, has that mega fight that all the casual fans can look and see, whoa, this is boxing. This is the best guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Us actual, but us hardcore boxing fans, we know this. We see this. It's only a matter of time before the casuals go. This yeah. is this yeah. is boxing. Well, and that's the thing about the casuals is it's you know it turns into what about the eye test? You know, yeah. don't tell me about the one loss or the punch statistics or the yeah. have you ever watched him fight? Because he's different. Yeah, he's literally different than anything I've ever seen. All right, those are our pound-for-pound rankings. Let's talk about the fights coming up tomorrow, this weekend, September 28th, live on Fox Pay-Per-View from Los Angeles, California. Earl Spence Jr. puts his undefeated record on the line against Sean Porter to unify the IBF and WBC welterweight championships I'd imagine that Manny Pacquiao is waiting in the wings for the winner Yeah, this fight. But this is just a great fight. I'm super excited for this fight. This is, I mean, the welterweight division is popping, and these are two yeah. phenomenal fighters. I, I'm, I'm just super, I like, I'm speechless right now. It's, I'm so excited for this fight. Porter, Porter, uh... I expect Porter to lose, but yeah. like I said, it brings it every time. I've never seen the dude in a boring fight. Yeah. And uh, Spence, you want to earn your continue earning your way up that pound for pound. He made both of our top five. Yeah. This is the this is a show and prove type of fight. If you're in that conversation, you ought to beat beat Porter. Maybe not handily, but. By by it by a decent enough margin yeah. to to because he's got three blemishes on his record already, and he's yeah. a beast. Number four in the weight class on on box rec, I believe yeah. that this is two versus four in that weight class. These are fights that we need to be making yes. and need to be in boxing. I'm just so excited. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do think Earl Spence will will pull out the victory, but this is the toughest fight Earl Spence oh, has yeah. had. 
so far to date. Yeah, I mean, l- like I mentioned earlier, uh, Mikey. Hard Garcia, to know what we were getting out of Garcia. Yeah. what Mikey Garcia that was. Yeah, Porter, we know. Yeah, we know, and this is his weight class. This isn't Mikey Garcia going up. What four weight classes? Yeah. So I mean, this this will be the fight. This is this is gonna be the christening of Earl Spence Jr. into the into the pop culture scene. Yeah, in boxing. And in the co-main event, we got another tough. We got a, another interesting fight. Anthony Durrell puts his uh, puts his WBC super middleweight title on the line against David Benavidez. They are Anthony Durrell is thirty-one, one and one. Box ranks thirteenth ranked uh, super middleweight. David Benavidez is undefeated at twenty and zero. He's the 18th ranked super middleweight. This is going to be an interesting fight, and we should see what I'm. I'm, I'm hyped up for this fight because this is a solid co-main event. This is going to be good. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm excited about the fight. It should be fun. It's a real test for Benavidez. I feel like Durrell is the known entity here yeah we've with one loss and one draw it's hard to believe Durrell has been around so long with just a loss and a draw you know yeah. um so a fairly unblemished career but I still feel like we've seen him at the top of his game and we, that's a known entity Benavidez that's not true of and this is one of those fights where yeah, I don't right. want to sit like Spence and Porter I love but Spence I think will win you know, I'm ready to say, okay, I think he's going to win the fight. Uh, Baturbiev is going to win that fight with Vodstick. Remember I said 100, 100 and, 106, 104 versus 16 on the pound-for-pound yeah. pound list. Vodstick versus Baturbiev. Baturbiev will get inside that top 100 when he beats Vodstick. That's a, that's a ways away, though. Um, but this is a fight where I don't want to pick a winner. Yeah, Durrell and and Benavides, um, because we don't know how good Benavides can be. And sa- yeah. had that being said, that we've seen Durrell's kind of what he's capable of. I hope Benavides wins this fight. I hope this is the first step in the making of the next really competitive guy, a super middleweight in Benavides. And if he is, he'll beat Durrell. Yeah, I, I'm not a betting man, but. Uh, if I were to look at the lines, I, this this is a fight I might bet on the underdog. It, it, it might even be a pick 'em. I don't know, but like any this co- fight could go any way. I mean, yeah, David Benavidez is hasn't really been tested, but I think he'll bring it. He will bring yeah. it against oh, yeah. Anthony Durrell. I think this that that's a solid co-main event to build up to a solid solid main event. Uh, that's it for the what we're gonna preview. Let's. Just going to mention a quick couple fights. Uh, tonight, actually, on ESPN Plus uh, from London, uh, heavyweight up-and-comer Daniel Dubow faces Ebenezer uh, Tete. Uh, a lot of hype around this uh, Dubow kid. I mean, I'm excited to see. I mean, I know it's on ESPN Plus, but I, and I've found articles on ESPN hyping him up, so... But there is a lot of hype around this kid, so he's he's twenty eighth on box rec, which I think is appropriate. Yeah. The guy he's fighting has never fought outside of Ghana, and he's ranked three hundred and seventy first. Right. So Debose is only twenty two. I get bringing him along slow, but this is still a bit of a stretch. 
to 26 versus 371. Also, he's fighting a dude named Ebenezer. I expect that guy to be 80 years old. Yeah, at least. At least. There are no young Ebenezers. There is no little baby infant Ebenezer. (laughs) <laughs> All right. But in the co- we got a solid co-main event for that uh, in uh, Nicola Adams looks to defend her WBO women's flyweight belt against Maria Salinas. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like that uh, women's boxing is getting at least a co-main event. Probably should be a main event seeing as how a title's on the line. But uh, big step up for ESPN Plus, and uh, I'm excited to see that fight. That should be a solid fight. Adams is the first and only two-time Olympic female medalist in boxing. Only girl that ever did that medaled twice. Uh, she's 36 years old. It's been a long time as an amateur. Yeah. She's only 5-0 and with three knockouts as a professional. Um, Salinas is number seven in the division. Good next step. But Adams needs to hurry if she's going to be relevant because yeah. she's already 36. Yeah. And then uh, another fight to mention – October 1st, uh, I think that's a Tuesday, from uh, Osaka, Japan, WBA junior flyweight champ, uh, Hirioto Koyoguchi takes on Tensuya Hisada. Uh, just a, it's not being televised at all, just got to mention it because the belt's on the line. But uh, that's, gonna, that's it for the previews of fights. Uh, Super excited for this weekend. Super excited for Porter versus uh, Earl Spence. Spence. That That's a big, big fight. But we are going to end the show like we always end the show. And it's been a little while, but Jared hit me with that flurry. We do a lot of uh, complaining on this podcast oh, about yes, things like uh, Ebenezer being 371st <laughs> and fighting an undefeated up-and-comer. Is that his age or is that his rank? Oh, man. Um, Canelo unhappy with De La Hoya. You know, you work through these one at a time. Wallen, what was the problem? Navarrete, never a test. And every week how I have to complain about that guy fighting another fighting another uh, FedEx driver. <laughs> um. But there is no responsibility is why. Yeah. Boxing is maybe one of the is, – is without a doubt one of the most brutal sports that we could get yes. into. And yet safety and rules are decided on a state-to-state level. What, what are the safety guidelines depend on what state you're fighting in? There's nothing nationally. There's nothing global. It's not controlled, supervised, or monitored as a sport at all whatsoever. There is no boxing hall of fame for the participants. States have individual boxing hall of fames, but there is no place that recognizes the Joe Louis Muhammad Ali's uh, of yesteryear or, or or new, and there doesn't plan to be in the future. No. There is no boxing hall of fame. The fighters have no say because there is no union. They hope they pick the best agent. This is unlike any other sport. What is football? NFL? What is basketball? Yeah. The NBA, the National Basketball Association. They have a commission that looks out for all of the teams and organizations. And then they have a players union that looks out for for all the players, these boxers are out there on their own. 
And the guys that are controlling them prefer the, the confusion and these loose standards and mandates that aren't really um, um, enforced in one place or another. There's, there's no control. They prioritized personal profit over everything else and have to be forcefully regulated. If they're going to be regulated, it's going to be by force. And I'm starting a petition. I didn't get it out. I wanted to have it out today. Change.org for a national commission in boxing that could potentially fix all of these problems that we come up every week and have to just complain about it. So I'm getting a little proactive. We're going to do something about it as the boxing community, as the fans. If the higher ups are getting paid and it's not in their best interest to hold these people responsible for the safety and well-being of the people that are participating in the sport, then we as the fans need to do it. Yeah. We as the boxing community, because boxing as a sport, it doesn't belong to one state or another or one country or another. The sport belongs to us as the human race, and we need to reclaim it as such and forcefully put integrity back into the sport we love. Yeah, I I think I, I'm I'm gonna sign that. I mean, of course that that's something we definitely need. Like boxing's been around so long, hasn't evolved, hasn't changed. I mean, NFL is on its hundredth year right now. But they changed the they, kickoff four yeah. times every offseason. Yeah, trying to make it safer. They they're constantly uh, adapting and changing and that stuff. Boxing isn't. It's still the same old thing. They need stuff like that, but uh, I mean, but there is a, when it comes to the promoters and like a sleaziness and that stuff, uh, very, uh, I, I, very like troubled past kind of thing. So I don't, I hope it does work. I hope we do see that in the future, but I'm not, my hopes aren't up, dude. Well, and, and the reason why is because of the, the, but it's the tragedy that comments. It's the yeah. fact that you can't ask people to do something that's not in their best interest. Yeah. And that, and, and it's the WBO, the WBA, the IBF, and all of the promoters would stand to lose something to a national commission, would have to follow other rules besides the ones they're making up that are the most profitable for them. Yeah. But as a sport, we're lacking because we don't have that. So, yeah, you're asking people to take a hit for morals, and morals don't beat money most of the time. You're right. Money's going to trump morals. And uh, it doesn't mean we stop trying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope, I hope, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Zufa Boxing, Dana White from the UFC is getting involved. He does have a mystery man who's going to take over. I don't know who that is. Uh, but we'll... we'll figure it out and I hope something like that can help put this towards the right way and I hope we do in the future it does become more like a legitimate like the NFL the NBA the MLB all that stuff but I mean hope is all we have right now somebody on top regulate yeah true so that's gonna be it for the show thank you guys for watching on Facebook live thank you guys for listening on all the platforms that we are on. Uh, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow to 
Fox pay-per-view for Sean Porter against uh, Earl Spence Jr. That's going to be a fun fight. You don't want to miss it. And next week, we will recap it. So, I hope to see you guys next time. Peace out.